Lord is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Not just on Easter Sunday, but every single day of our lives. We believe in a God who is alive and who is well this morning. Um, so once we welcome you, we also give a really special and warm welcome um, to our visiting preacher today, uh, the Reverend Stephen McElhenney. Uh, let him introduce himself to you later. Uh, you might want to know a little bit about him uh, and to Kathy uh, as well. Thanks for coming back uh, and joining us here. Uh, the awesome privilege that I have of building uh, on the legacy that this couple have left um, here uh, is something that we pray into and feel privileged to do uh, on a regular basis. So thank you uh, for your ministry in the past in this place. We begin today with some words from Psalm 96, uh, and it says this, Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord and praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds amongst all people. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the God who made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. Let's pray as we begin. God, our Redeemer, you've delivered us from the power of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of your Son. Grant that by his death, he has recalled us to life. So by his continual presence in us, he may raise us to that eternal joy. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We come to that part of our service where we confess uh, before God, recognizing that we are not perfect, uh, we're not holy, but the God that we come to worship is. He's forgiving and gracious. And so we pray together, Lord God. Lord God, we have sinned against you. We have done wrong in your sight. We are sorry and repent. Have mercy on us according to your love. Wash away our wrongdoing and cleanse us from our sin. Renew your in us and restore us to the joy of your salvation. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So may the Father of all mercies cleanse us from our sins and restore us in his image to the praise and glory of his name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Uh, before we move uh, into our psalm, which is appointed for today, um, we've been running this little project communicating clearly, and we'll hear from Stephen some of the updates to that and how we're uh, partnering with the organization of psalms um, and indeed uh, in the nation of Chile uh, a little bit later. Uh, but to help raise funds for that as we backfill, if you like, um, or expenditure for our audiovisual, which has helped us as we worship in person, but also online. Um, we, we're, we're raising funds for that. And so we're, we're launching a new concept today, uh, a new way to do that. Um, today is the sixth Sunday of Easter, also known as... No, no, no. No, oh no, no. It's called Rogation Sunday. Do you remember that? Rogation Sunday. A Sunday traditionally in the past and in church history, whenever the, the church would go out and beat the bounds of the parish, walk the entire uh, perimeter of the parish praying uh, as they go. Um, and so today we want to launch uh, a fundraising effort of a fundraising walk uh, for the month of June. Uh, and the concept is this. During the month of June, we as a parish would walk the length of Chile. Now, everybody's going, huh? The nation of Chile is 2,653 miles long. Now, there you are in the month of June. Now, there's a challenge, isn't it? Now, if I was to do that on my own, I'd have to walk 88 miles every day. But if you join me, then we, we, the two of us, would only have to walk 44 miles every day. If three of us did it, we'd have to walk 29 miles every day. You get the idea. The miles is simple, isn't it? So, there's going to be a sign-up sheet at the door on the way out. There's going to be a link. Go online to sign up uh, through a Google form. Uh, and maybe you can commit to walking for a mile uh, or two miles or three miles or whatever every day in the month of June and asking people to sponsor you for it. 
uh, as we uh, pay for this project called Communicating Clearly, for our own audiovisual stuff here as we reach out into this community, uh, but also uh, for the theological uh, training in Chile. And we'll hear about that from Chris a little bit later in our service and how they are setting up a media department with some of the funds that we are giving to them uh, in, in our support of them. Um, so maybe you could do that. Uh, maybe you could sign up and commit to that uh, with me. A mile or two miles or three miles is very doable in a day. And if we all do it, whenever we walked, walk, and we walk, we pray, uh, and we raise money in the process. Uh, once you've signed up to it, We'll give you instructions um, on how you can get people to uh, give you sponsorship uh, for that uh, through a Just Giving page and so forth. Uh, but if you sign up, you'll get much more details about that before June uh, commences. Um, and there's also the option, if you want to do it on your own or if you want to get somebody else to do it with you, uh, and then you can walk and talk in a socially distant way. And this also feeds into the fact that we're coming out of lockdown. Uh, we're beginning to... Uh, become a little bit more social again uh, and meet up with our friends. Uh, and so that's good uh, in many ways. Not only does it raise money, uh, but it helps our own mental health and social interaction. So it kind of reaches in a number of areas for us. Uh, so please do uh, sign up on the door on the way out uh, or online uh, and we will get you much more information about that. 88 miles a day, please. All right. <laughs> I'd be a wisp by the time that finished, uh, wouldn't I? Um, so today's psalm is Psalm 98. And I'm going to say a psalm by alternate verse. Uh, Sing to the Lord a new song, for he's done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of singing. With trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn, shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Let the sea resound in everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples with equity. We know that it's a blessing to read God's word together. Um, and over this period of lockdown, not only have, whenever we've returned in person, we've done it together, but we continue to do it as many gather online this morning reading God's Word in their homes and over their streets. And that's a powerful image as we release uh, God's Word uh, this parish. Uh, our little object uh, for today is a paintbrush. Now, obviously, I was going to say, what do we use a paintbrush for? But that's a silly kind of question, isn't it? We use a paintbrush to paint, don't we? Uh, hands up if you're artistic. There's one or two. Put them up again just so I can make sure I know who you are. All right. No, I'm always joking. Uh, so there are people who are artistic amongst us and who use this brush and will create wonderful creations with it. And then there'll be people like me who would use this brush and make an absolute mess uh, with it. But either way, the creations that we make would brighten up someone's day if we were to paint something for them and give it to them. We can all whenever we've received uh, a painting from a child, Telling us what it is is important because it helps us then to understand what the painting's about, doesn't it? I remember, uh, Rebecca's at the back, she's not going to like us. I remember Rebecca coming home um, from nursery one day having painted a picture for her daddy. And her daddy pinning it up on his study wall because my wife was very clever. And she instructed that every, every, everything that came home from nursery and school was to go to daddy's study because he loves looking at those pieces of art. <laughs> See, clever. Um, and I remember pinning up my study, and Rebecca walking in one day, looking at her and going, it's upside down. <laughs> but exceptionally proud that Daddy had pinned it up in the study anyway. Here's the challenge today. I wonder, could we brighten up someone's day? Uh, maybe you could draw a picture uh, and give it to somebody. Maybe you could write a little note uh, and drop it through somebody's door. Maybe you could send a text or an email. 
Whatever it is that you need to do to brighten up someone else's day, maybe you could do that today so that we let the earth rejoice with the sound of singing because we carry hope and joy within us that we pass on to others. Let's pray. Father God, thank you uh, for who you are and for all you Thank you that you have given to some creative But to each of us, you have made us creative in our own way. Help us to see how we can pass on that joy and the hope that we carry to other people today. Give us a face in our minds at this moment, a name in our heads that we might contact them. In your name, amen. Amen. We're going to hear God's word read. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem, and he said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered, The Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his young man who was in charge of the reapers, Whose young woman is this? And the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered, She is the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. She said, Please let me glean and gather among the sheaves after the reapers. So she came, and she has continued from early morning until now, except for a short rest. Then Boaz said to Ruth, Now listen, my daughter, do not go to glean in another field or leave this one, but keep close to my young women. Let your eyes be on the field that they are reaping and go after them. Have I not charged the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink what the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face, bowing to the ground, and said to him, Why have I found favour in your eyes that you should take notice of me, since I am a foreigner? But Boaz answered her, All that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me, and how you left your father and mother and your native land and came to a people that you did not know before. The Lord repay you for what you have done, and a full reward be given you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Then she said, I have found favour in your eyes, my Lord, for you have comforted me and spoken kindly to your servant, though I am not one of your servants. And at mealtime Boaz said to her, Come here and eat some bread and dip your morsel in the wine. So she sat beside the reapers and he passed to her roasted grain and she ate until she was satisfied and she had some left over. When she rose to glean, Boaz instructed his young men saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves and do not reproach her. And also pull out some from the bundles for her and leave it for her to glean and do not rebuke her. So she gleaned in the field until evening. Then she beat out what she had gleaned and it was about an ephah of barley. And she took it up and went into the city. Her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. She also brought out and gave her what food she had left over after being satisfied. And her mother-in-law said to her, Where did you glean today and where have you worked? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. She told her mother with whom she had worked and said, The man's name with whom I work today is Boaz. And Naomi said to her, Daughter-in-law, may he be blessed by the Lord whose kindness has not forsaken the living or the dead. Naomi also said to her, the man is a close relative of yours, one of our redeemers. And Ruth the Moabite said, Besides, he said to me, You shall keep close by my young men until they have finished all my harvest. And Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that you go out with his young women, lest in another field you be assaulted. So she kept close to the young women of Boaz, gleaning until the end of the barley and wheat harvests. And she lived with her mother-in-law. Uh, thank you to Amanda for reading that and indeed to Bethany uh, for being the camera woman, uh, our camera operator uh, today for the reading. Um, I want to invite Stephen to come forward uh, at this stage. Uh, Stephen, it is an awesome privilege um, to have you with us um, today. Uh, we've known each other for a wee while, um, so we'll just leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> you don't share and I don't share anything and uh, they can leave them thinking. Um, but yeah, thank you uh, for being a part of today uh, and for sharing. Uh, we've already had a conversation uh, in my role as Rural Dean. I'm going to have to leave early today um, to conduct a service in the parish of Dunmurray. Um, so I leave you in the cable hands of Stephen and of Sarah. Um, so if I get up and leave in the middle of what Stephen's saying, it's not because he said something, all right? Because uh, I have to uh, move on to that. Uh, Stephen, I'll hand over to you. Great, thank you, James. Thank you. It's lovely to be back uh, amongst familiar faces. 
and in a, in a place which very much uh, was home and still is home in, in that sort of way that where we, where we spent so many times uh, in the past. But just before we do anything else, can I just, well, let's take a wee moment and pray. Lord, we thank you for the call that you have placed on our lives. Lord, for the way that we can listen to you, the way we can respond to your voice. Lord, for your kindness and your love to each one of us this morning, no matter what we have been through, no matter where we have been, Lord, that by your grace and mercy, you call us afresh today. Help us to hear your voice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, as James said, my name's uh, Stephen McElhenney, uh, and I know all of you will know that, uh, but I'm, I'm aware it's lovely to see some new faces. So Stephen, uh, married to Kathy, uh, and Ruby, Patrick, and Scott are our children. And just to give you an update, uh, Ruby and Patrick are at university in England now. Ruby took a year out, and they started first year at university. And I see there's a few shakes of the head going, yes, it, it, they, have, they are that, that old now. They're sort of, older, sort of taller than me as well. Uh, Scott's at, in fourth year now uh, at Inst. Um, and Cathy continues to work just locally. Uh, up in, in Palm Park, and uh, I'm with SAMS, South American Mission Society. Uh, and without going into it, we respond, we want to be a people that we are in God's place at God's time, and we very much felt we were called to be here at Daravolgi for that period of time, uh, and then uh, slowly just the Lord starts to call, and, and through that process, um, I ended up in SAM, South American Mission Society, a, a, an organization that had been close to my heart from way back at the early 90s when I had the privilege to go to Paraguay all those years uh, ago. So uh, SAMS has been an interesting uh, transition um, for lots of reasons. Uh, the first year and a half of which I was really able to engage with the, the scope of the work, I'd been on the board for about 10 years or so, and, uh, but when you become mission director, you then are really plunged into the detailed stuff. And it was just great to get to know what, what types of relationships and partnerships with local churches that we had in countries uh, in lots of diverse areas of South America. Um, lockdown has come and that's really put a break in some senses on what we have been able to do. But um, it has opened up other opportunities, which, as you will know here, um, has, you know, technology has helped us do things uh, which we never would have imagined before. So it is amazing that as I stand here today that I have been able to get to know some new church mission partners in South America, even though we have been in lockdown. And that is uh, amazing, uh, don't, don't you think? Um, so we are... Um, as SAMS is an organisation, we are about bringing the good news of Jesus uh, and working with the local church in South America. And that's countries uh, diverse all uh, along the, the, the cone of South America. We, over the years, we have had some work in, in the Iberia Peninsula as well, um, but chiefly we work with South American countries. So if we can flick on to some of the slides there. Great, we can go on to the next one. South America, huge continent. Uh, it runs, uh, you know, it, it's one of these, often can be described as a forgotten continent. You know, maybe Africa's a bit more, maybe sometimes Asia, in terms of the outward, far away work of the church, because the, the church work is a worldwide uh, engagement of the kingdom of God in the world. Um, and as we talk about what's been happening here in Daravolgi, um, there have been local churches doing exactly what you're doing in all different parts of the world. Uh, and South America is, is the same. But I want to just concentrate on, on, on Chile. So if we can go on to the next slide. Chile is a massive country. Um, now, I just to, to, get, to get an idea of what Chile would look like from our own perspective, I don't know if you can see that, but you've got the British Isles uh, with the top arrow, and then it goes all the way down to that bottom arrow. That's the length of Chile. So you see when you're walking uh, next th this coming month, that's the length that you're agreeing to walk together all the way down. Uh, so it's like going to the south of Spain, but then keeping going again, um, and all the way down past Morocco and into sort of up the, the, the deep, deep parts of, uh, of Africa. 
uh, a huge country. Um, and it's really because of the scale of the country that what you have, uh, you know, as, as a church decided to help engage with as, uh, as a church in mission uh, and particularly in getting um, the spoken content and theological education uh, particularly um, is so crucial because of geography. Um, if we go on to the, to the next slide, here's some fun facts about, uh, about, about Chile. You, probably a little bit too small to see. Um, it's three, three, three times bigger than the UK. Santiago's the capital. Um, there's a 96% li literacy rate. Um, it's the fifth largest exporter of wine. Um, it's probably more than that since this was, uh, since this was written. But there's a, a few facts. A huge diversity in, the, in, its, in its geography. High Andes to the east. Uh, and then maybe average width is about 80 miles. Uh, and then you've got sort of Mediterranean climate, which, means, which is why there's been this sort of wine and all the other fruit and veg that uh, appears on our supermarkets. Next slide, please. But we're thinking particularly about this audio project. And the next slide um, with Cristobal Ceron. Uh, Cristobal, I've got to know him over the last three years. Um, I have the utmost uh, respect for him, a man who is deeply called of God, who will be one of the future church leaders within the, uh, within the, Chilean, the Chilean church. But he is at the minute the, the rector, the, he's called the rector of, the, of SEP, which is the Theological Institute, the training uh, college in, based in Santiago. And it's from there that they want to have a ministry of uh, a teaching ministry, that because of the geography, it's difficult for people to come and to receive, um, just to do courses um, and to, in, in turn, bring into their local church context what they learn from the, from the courses so that people who are engaged in church leadership, um, Bible group leaders, those who are particularly involved in church planting, because Chile has a real heart for church planting. They are um, one of the, the regions in the Anglican Communion who are showing and demonstrating that, look what we have been uh, under God's guidance and under God's goodness and grace and enabling, by his Holy Spirit, we've been able to church plant and they are teach, bringing what they have learnt over the years into the wider context of the Holy Communion. They have engaged with praying for areas, uh, going in a small teams to areas to, to just work from houses. And from that, uh, there have been many successful church plants. They're a, a, a growing church in their infancy. They don't have the same age like we would know in the Church of Ireland but they are growing and their desire is to grow bigger. Um, and one of the key ways of getting a firm foundation for that growth is through clear theological education so that we know about our faith, so that we can proclaim our faith, so that the good news of Jesus is reaching ears and minds and hearts and changing not only people's lives, but their communities and the nation. That's their heart. It's a great vision and indeed one that will be reflected in all of our hearts. Um, I think there's a video now from Christopher. He wants to bring greetings. He knew I was coming today, and uh, he sent this little, little, little video. Hopefully, it'll play now. Hello, Gerivaldi Parish. This is Chris Sedon from Chile. I'm the principal of SEP, the Center for Pastoral Studies, the place in which we train um, future gospel workers uh, for the service in local churches here in our land um, and also South America. I want to say thank you for your support, for partnership in the gospel with us. Your support will enable us uh, to keep doing theological education and theological training um, to Chile and beyond. So thank you very much. And please keep praying for us in these in this days of social upheaval here in Chile and also in a COVID situation and also please come with our prayers from this side of the earth. May God bless you. Bye-bye. Thanks. On Chile particularly, um, do remember the country this coming week. I think it's the 12th and the 13th when a new legislative council is going to be 
um, elected from the, from the country. You may remember for six months ago there was a lot of uh, particular uh, unrest and upheaval and it's actually been going on longer than that. But the agreement that has kept the lid on the protests um, is that the constitution would be uh, rewritten to reflect a modern Chile. Um, so it's a very important uh, that the right type of people go in to make that legislative body up. Uh, so do uh, please pray for, for Chile as that happens and those elections take place uh, this coming week. But a huge thank you on behalf of Sam's and thank you for your partnership in the gospel and playing a very key specific role um, which will have untold uh, fruitfulness in years to come. Next slide, please. You can just about see that. The words say hope. It's in the darkness. It's hard to make out. But nonetheless, if you look cl closely, it says hope. I think that's something that we need to grasp in fresh ways. And as we look at this particular passage, um, I get that sense of uh, very strongly that God is someone who comes into the darkness of people's lives, the darkness of society, and he brings light and life. Next slide, please. This story of Ruth, and I'm sure you've, you've already touched on this, but it's set in the time of the judges. Uh, and the judges was a classically disorganized, uh, socially divergent uh, time within the, uh, the, the history of, of the, the, the Old Testament, that God had already said, look, this is how, if you want to be God's people, this is how you live by my standards. And guess what? When you live by my standards, you will have good lives. You will be, live lives that are fulfilled, that are full of hope and will continue to be. But um, they had their own ideas. They decided, we like what they're doing as another nation, we'll have some of that, and they just did their own thing. As the book says, time and time again, they did what they saw fit in their own eyes. They wandered off, off the track, uh, and they got into a bad place. And it's from that bad place that, that they cried out to the God, that who had always come to their rescue, who had always saved them, who instinctively they knew would be the answer all their hopelessness that they find themselves in. And God came in through various different ways and through different characters and charismatic leaders, what we, what we refer to them as, um, who led them back to God's call and God's direction in their lives. And that was this sort of idea. They'd lost their way. They were in a, like a maze. And I think you, you'll agree that as we look around our society today, that that's the same type of thing that's going on, isn't it? We've lost our way. The hopefulness, this sort of big secularism project, which has been on the go for many decades now, um, is sort of coming up empty. It's not creating something which people get excited about. Um, I, uh, somebody said there, I was reading, and it's true, there's never been a big festival of secularism. You know, if people were to sort of put, um, you know, a festival for secularism, I don't think there'd be many people running to, to, to join and to go and spend, spend a whole, whole weekend at it. Um, because it's, it's not the thing that fills people with hope. It's the kingdom of God. It's living for uh, the values that Jesus came and died for on the cross uh, and opened the door. That's the hopefulness which we live for. Uh, and that's sense. That The next slide, please. We don't need to be in darkness, but we can be found. And I want us just to really have the idea of verse 12 in our reading as maybe a key verse. In the lostness, um, maybe we ourselves are, have been in that place. We've been lost because of recent experiences. We've been lost because we've been stuck in this COVID thing. We've been lost because we've been unable to live lives the way that we wanted to. Um, but God has, has, has these promises. Um, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. That, and just the next few points that I'm going to uh, outline would give us just those clues about how we can do what 
uh, Naomi and Ruth set out to do. They found kindness. They found kindness with each other. They found kindness in the, this, this, the new setting and environment with which they found, would find themselves. And they found kindness because God was at work in, uh, in a few people's lives. Boaz was um, countercultural at the time. What was his greeting? The Lord bless you. The Lord be with you uh, and the Lord bless you. That's how he greeted his, his uh, workers that day. And um, in the midst of the confusion of the country, there were still several people who were holding on to God's rule. And let's not forget that no matter what we see around us, no matter where we find hopeful, uh, hopelessness, where we might feel that in ourselves, that God is the God of hope and he will have his remnant, his people who will continue to be his people. Um, we know that through other parts of the Bible too, Elijah, when he thought he was the only one left in Israel and God said, no, there's 8,000 of you. I have them and I will do my work through them. And we get to do our part in that. We get to be people who are God's people, saved and kept, but we need to be faithful in knowing who God is and walking day by day as we seek to serve him. So what are some of the things that we can learn? Next slide, please. I think as we find kindness uh, through what, what's been said in our passage there, is that the first thing we can realize again is that we can be committed together. That Naomi and Ruth decided to be um, a, a, a unit. They had their own difficult story to tell. They had lost people who were near to them. Uh, beloved people and yet they committed to each other and um, we read that that Ruth decided to turn her back on her her background and her people and to go with with Naomi back to Bethlehem uh, because they were committed with each other when we find hope when we find that 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 kindness that we have to begin with who we are with we're committed to each other in our marriages. We're committed to each other in our families. We're committed to each other by even looking around us today and seeing the people who we've shared our journeys with. There's no mistake that we are with who we are. Um, it is no accident that you are here today because God has placed you with people who you can journey with and who you can be committed with. And it's when we find that commitment that we are in a better place to journey with each other. And maybe a little challenge on this point is maybe we need to now and again be sort of recommit ourselves to each other. We recommit ourselves to, um, to the local church, recommit ourselves in our marriages. Not to say that we haven't been recommitted, but just to say, actually, this is really right because not only have, 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 have we decided this, but this is God's will for my life at this time and to journey and walk together. So next slide, please. Next idea, like as we find kindness, is we're finding God's place. Finding God's place. Whenever Ruth and uh, Naomi were in Moab, they decided to come back to Bethlehem because they heard that the famine had left and that grain was once again growing. Now, whenever um, they came back to Bethlehem, there's a lovely play on words here, because remember, those people who remember that Bethlehem means the, the house of bread, that as they journeyed together, they came to God's place, which was a new place, which is going to feed them again, physically. But we always know that when we read something in the physical sense, in the, in the Bible, that there is a spiritual sense. That in being committed and journeying together, in finding kindness, that they find God's place for them. Where they would be fed, where they would be nurtured, and who they would do that with. And because of that, they could be settled. Folks, I think a lot of us are very aware of this sort of, you know, the FOMO, 
which is fear of missing out. And there's just so much variety. Oh, it could be there, it could be up the road, it could be going to that place, it could be doing this, maybe on a Sunday morning, it could be doing that during the week. And because we're so unsettled because of this fear of missing out, that we have uh, missed out on being settled. We've been missed out on being in God's place for us. When Naomi and Ruth found that place, they suddenly found security. They found something new and beautiful in the people that God had them with. And we'll see on our, on our, on our next point that that was a good thing. So as we commit each self or each other's, in each other's way in our, our first point, uh, we're committed to each other. How are we settled in the people around us? Out there, outside of these walls, online, as you look at, at something um, today and, and being connected, how are we settled in a way that we know that God has me looking at this, thinking about this, and I want to be in his place? To find God's kindness is to know and find God's place. And our last point today, if we flick up to the next one, knowing God's grace. This is a beautiful story because as Naomi and Ruth settle back again in Bethlehem, as they go out and become the lowest of the low, the ones who uh, gleaned the, 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 the bits of round, it was written in, in the Levit Levitical law that the very ages of the field should be left for the poor and the destitute. And that's what Ruth did as she went and she decided, well, I'm going to go to the fields, to the edges, and pick up the leftovers. Um, that's where, where she started. And as she was there, she found God's grace because not only did she find, start to find food, but she found favor. Favor from the workers and favor, favor from Boaz, who recognized and had heard the stories. Um, and this was God's grace to not only Ruth, but to Naomi at this time. God's grace for them was the provision in Bethlehem. It was the provision in security that when they stayed at this field, they would know God's grace and gentleness and be free from the worries of violence and those sorts of things. And God's grace was in the provision ultimately of their needs. We will go on to see in future uh, chapters that the deepest need of companionship and being in the right place um, and ultimately in part of God's grand plan because this um, set of circumstances led to David's birth in a couple of generations time. And this is this lovely story that no matter who we are, what our background, where we might feel dark in our, in, in, in our own lives or where we feel we're sort of lost in the darkness that is around us, that God's grace is with us and is preparing us and putting the right things in place. Last slide there, please. I wonder when we marvel again at what God has done for us and his kindness to us and his grace to us, as we find recommitting to each other, committing to the people around us, and knowing that God's benevolence is goodness to each one of us. Through his son Jesus, as David's descendant comes, knowing the forgiveness of our sins, and that's good news. And because of that, we need to live as people of light. That we need to be the light in the darkness, if we think about our first slide. That we need to be also knowing that we live under the shadow of of the Lord's wings. What a wonderful place. There's no better setup to know that God is with us, that God is gracious to us, that he has placed us amongst people who will journey with us, who will share life with us, um, and who will be there with us. Because it's through others that God's grace is very much clearly demonstrated to each one of us. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that your goodness to us is amazing. Your kindness is that light in the darkness. 
Lord, forgive us when we've been looking in the wrong directions. Help us once again to know your absolute goodness to each one of us through the people who we're with, the people who you've sent us to go to be around. Lord, and each step of the way, knowing that we are under the shadow of your wings. Lord, I pray that it would fill us with hopefulness and that will keep us on track as we live for people of the risen Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. Thank you, uh, Stephen. We continue uh, in a time of prayer to the God whose wings we take refuge under. Let us pray. God of all goodness, we give you thanks for the blessings which you so freely bestow upon us. Save us from being ungrateful and magnifying our troubles and forgetting your blessings. By your spirit, teach us to have thankful hearts. Help us to recognise your hand in the ordinary things of life. And may we live each day acknowledging the blessings you give us. Risen Lord, we come together this sixth Sunday of Easter yet Easter feels like some time ago. Make us ever more aware that the message of Easter is not for a season or for a particular Sunday, but for our whole lives, because for our life, you gave yours. Equip us each day to live in the light of the risen Christ and never forget the message of hope that Easter brings to us all. Lord of the nations and lover of all, we pray for those in authority. Shield them from judgments of others and guide their thoughts as they seek to make the right decisions for the people who they govern for. May they know peace and seek your will for our country and the whole world made by your hands. Creator God, we thank you that by your hands the world was made, that it was once perfect. Forgive us for when we do not care for it. This morning we pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ across the world made by your hands. We pray by your spirit that they would know an awakened sense of your presence. We pray for the people of Chile and we pray also for Cristobal, that you would guide him. Lord, we pray for mission organisations who serve you and seek to glorify your name across the world. We pray that in this time of uncertainty, Lord, that you would guide, equip and provide for your, word, for your word to be stretched across the nations. God of love, from whom every good and perfect gift comes, we thank you for the gift of marriage. This morning we lift up to you all couples who are married, that they may live faithfully in the light of your love, seeking your face each and every day. We pray for couples that should have been married, but due to the pandemic have had to postpone. Guard and their hearts and instill excitement that there will soon be a day where they are joined as one in your presence. We pray for those who wish they were married, for those who were married, and for those who will never marry. Grant to each one knowledge of your will and the power of your spirit to obey it. For in your will alone we find true peace 
and fulfillment. Lord God, we thank you for the gift of friends, especially those who have shared with us in the valley and the mountaintop experiences of life. Help us to value our friends, each one a gift and a token of your love. We remember now the friends who we haven't seen in some time, whether due to the pandemic or the busyness of life. Prompt us this week, Lord, to check up on our friends, to pray for them and to make sure that they are doing okay. Lord of life and death, we pray for those who are grieving, whether it be a long time ago or recently. Father, we know that you are the God who catches every tear. Father, your son wept at the grave of his friend Lazarus. And so we pray that those who grieve today would feel an awakened sense of your presence and your peace. We live in the knowledge that death is not the end, that because of your son, death has no sting. Lord of wholeness and healing, we pray for all those who are sick. We pray for those in our parish and those who we know of who are ill. We pray especially for all those this week who have received or will receive a positive COVID, vaccine, a positive COVID test. Lord, we pray that they would know your peace and your stillness, that they would know you as their healer. We pray together the prayer that our Father once taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please stand as we affirm our faith in the God who hears our every prayer. We say together, we believe. We believe in God the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. We believe in God the Son, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with his love. We believe in God the Holy Spirit, who strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Before we go this morning, um, there are just a few little short announcements of things that are going to be happening during the week. Um, this week, our life group continues to meet on Wednesday evening at 8 o'clock on Zoom. That's where we're going to be taking the passage of Ruth from Stephen's sermon today a little bit deeper um, in smaller groups. If you'd like to join that, um, please don't be afraid to send us a little message uh, and we'll get you all the links for that. Our children's ministry, DVK, is back again this Friday evening at half six. There are craft packs uh, for this week, which you will need to collect from the rectory porch, uh, but I'll send a little email out to all parents uh, today, just as a reminder. DVY, our youth ministry, um, is also on this coming Friday evening at eight o'clock as we continue our Youth Alpha series. You may have seen some of us wearing uh, these masks with our logo for Dow Volgi on it. Um, these masks are being sold for parish funds. Um, if you would like one, the suggested donation is £3.50. And there are some of the grey colour left from what I'm aware. So if you'd like one, uh, please let us know and we'll get one for you. 
In addition, uh, Rodney has kindly um, left some plants uh, outside to go towards parish funds. The suggested donation of them again is a pound and I think today we have some tomato plants um, and a range of various things. So you can have a little look whenever we go out the door. We may not always see whenever we're sitting at home all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes uh, from the cameras to the sound to everything. And as you come into church and you see all this gear, it may look a bit scary, but I am told that once you know what to do, that it is really quite simple. We are actually looking to expand our AV team a little bit. Uh, we're looking for some volunteers uh, to help us and maybe give those uh, who do it every single Sunday, maybe a Sunday off to enjoy the service. Um, if you would like to be a part of that, please do let James or I know. You will be trained in everything, so as scary as it looks, you will be trained in it all and hopefully know what to do. Our small step service continues this Tuesday at 10am where we're going through a short service of morning prayer. And that's for anybody who just doesn't feel ready yet to come back to a normal Sunday service but also for anybody who is free at that time and wishes to come. You will know that Christian Aid Week is fast approaching and again this year they are unable to go around knocking doors or doing fundraising the way that they normally would have. George has kindly left some Christian Aid envelopes at the door. If Christian Aid is something that you feel you need to give to, you can fill that out and bring it back next week and just pop it in the collection plate and we will make sure that it gets to Christian Aid. And finally, um, our food bank, you will have seen this morning that we people have been bringing some food again for Lisburn Food Bank. Uh, for those in need within our local community. If you're out doing your groceries this week, please, if you're able, uh, pick up some non-perishable foods and bring them next Sunday and we will get them down to Lisburn Food Bank during the week. As we go this morning, a blessing for num from Numbers, uh, we know it as the ironic blessing. The Lord bless us and keep us. The Lord make his face shine upon us and be gracious to us. The Lord turn his face towards us and give us peace. Amen. <laughs>